Welcome to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast, where we discuss the art, science, and application of high-performance strength and conditioning. Join Mike Perry and Brett Jones as they share invaluable experiences as veteran strength coaches, lecturers, and educators. Welcome to Season 4 of the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. Welcome to 2024. Guys, we are so happy to be back with the Minimum Effective Dose podcast. And like just about every other podcast out there, we're going to be starting with, uh, you know, new year and new perspectives. Uh, We're not going to talk about new year and new you. Uh, We're going to talk about some different strategies on how to make your fitness and health journey a little bit more sustainable. But before I do that, I have to introduce... uh, the the partner in crime of this of this amazing podcast and that's brett jones brett what's going on bud how we doing man new year new me baby it's yeah it's you look about... you you look so different <laughs> you look fabulous marvelous um classic billy crystal uh character from saturday night Live. um <clears throat> better to look good than to feel good so uh yeah it's uh 2024 clicked over uh you know a couple more uh days um got certified with Pavel in February of 2002 so 22 years ago um started teaching with him in 03 so 21 years ago um you've been dragging me around for god knows how long at this point um well, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. I, I know a lot of people do end of the year, uh, you know, reflections and stuff like that. But I, I think it's interesting to hit the new year and think about different anniversaries and different things that click over um, into the into the, that that time frame of the of the new year. And um, obviously, if you've been on social media in the past few days, it is all um Fat loss, weight loss, this challenge, that challenge, new year, new you, uh, sort of stuff. So, yeah, 2024, <laughs> we're off to a start. Brett Jones, a motivational speaker, everybody. Uh, <laughs> new year, new you. I'm just going to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> um, well, well, we understand, yes, we, we hear that all the time. It is a time of year where people, you know, make some changes. And whether or not they stick, that's a different conversation. But, um, you know, I think... I think one of the most important things when it comes to making any type of change, any type of appreciable change is you have to get to that point where you decide I'm doing this because if you dip one toe in or you're on the fence, it will simply not work out. So um, before you make the actual decision, whether it is to start a diet or to sign up at a gym, um, you have to make this invisible mental decision first, which means you got to you got to basically say, look, I'm going to do this. And then you also have to not only make the decision, but you have to make a game plan around that decision that will allow you to health, uh, to will allow you to support that decision in a healthy way. So there's this process that happens, um, before you sort of declare or make that, that sort of big action. Right. And that's just, you know, are you willing at this point to make that change? Because, if if you're being honest with yourself in your heart of hearts and you're not in it, it's probably going to be a waste of time. I'm not saying that you can't get momentum, but the first thing that you need to do is is get your mind right and and make the decision 
to move forward and, and whatever that's going to look like. And uh, then you can, you know, start to sort of prune things away. But the initial decision to to become a better version of yourself, it starts in your head. And then everything else after that probably will fall in line a little bit easier once you've made that mental decision. Yeah, the the name of the band is is escaping me at the moment, but there's one of the songs uh, that has a great line in it, and uh, it's uh, if my enemy was bigger than my apathy, I could have won. Hmm. And uh, you know that that describes most people's change strategies in a in a nutshell. Um, you know, you you can run through all the all the research and all the you know it takes sixty six days to make a new habit, or you know the, there's all kinds of things that get batted around at this time of the year. Um, you know, I have a background in drug and alcohol rehab as, as my master's uh, grew up in an alcoholic household, uh, certainly understand addiction. Uh, and you know, that that's behavior change when you, when you want to, to stop those behaviors and, and get in, go on to, to something else and, uh, maybe find recovery and, um, the decision, you know, and that's obviously a, a big decision yeah. and a, and a big change. And, um, you know, uh, people, people find bottom in different ways, right? It's, um, you know, for some people, they lose a job or lose an opportunity and they're like, oh, wait, hang on. I gotta, this has got to change. Um, other people are at death's door and suddenly realize, hey, I should probably change this. Could be the loss of a relationship, the loss of a you know, relationship with a child or a spouse or you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, and suddenly it hits a level of urgency where the enemy is bigger than the apathy and the change happens. So not saying you have to hit that point to make a lifestyle change or to begin an exercise program or, you know, anything like that, but understand why you're making that decision. And uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about some, some things that I think people, where people set themselves up for failure uh, in making a change and establishing that new habit. And uh, so I, I think, you know, understanding your why, is always a, a good idea. Sometimes it's, you know, um, a dad that wants to be in shape for the kids, uh, wants to be able to get out there, help with the soccer, lacrosse, the basketball, the what wants to be able to be on a stage crew for musical theater, what, whatever the case may be. Um, I had a musical theater kid. I, I have to, I have to <laughs> throw, throw a bone uh, to the musical theater community. 100%. Um, so I, I think understanding your why, uh, will give you a lot of power uh, in enacting the the decision and, and like you said, in, in getting your mind right and reminding yourself. And we're, we're going to talk a lot about failure and success and consistency you know, as, as we go through the rest of the podcast. But uh, being able to come back to that why and say, you know, I know I missed a step, but my my enemy, my goal is bigger than my apathy. I can do this. I can get started again. Yeah, and, and I also think, um, and 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 we've we've sort of hammered the subject so many times about with our with our you know our cancer diagnosis and everything that we've gone through. But you know, a lot of people are just very very reactive with their health, and um, they don't make that decision until something really big happens or it's you know a new year, right? So, you know, I, I think a lot of the times people are searching for this magical event, and I'm not saying a. a you know, a sickness or a cancer diagnosis is a magical event. But I think uh, some people are, you know, thinking that there might be some epiphany in life that's just going to magically change things. And and very rarely does it happen, right? There are some times where there's a sickness or a loss in the family or a diagnosis where, yeah, you don't have any other option but 
to to manage the the cards that you've been dealt and to move on. Um, and uh, that is what it is. But I I would love to to see more people. And look, including myself, to be a little bit more proactive with how they do things, because, uh, you know, I think when we're proactive, we're a little bit more mindful. We understand what our goals are. But in general, when we're proactive, we have a game plan. But also a big part of being proactive with your game plan is building in variability. Also fully understanding that within the guidelines that you've just put out there, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. Like you said, there's going to be some weeks you're going to hit one day or two days a week. So when you actually go through the entire process of starting and making that decision, but also playing out all the possible scenarios, like what are your, your potential barriers for making progress, right? You need to be honest with yourself. And if there's some significant barriers that you don't take care of, it's it's going to be a lot harder. So, you know, I think before we even talk about sets, reps, evaluations, kettlebells, barbells, strength training, like you have to you have to be ready for it. And very rarely do people uh, do well when they're forced into it or threatened into it, right? It needs to be an organic thing. And when that individual or athlete, whoever it is, truly decides to make that change, then, then it's time to really be proactive with the planning process. And, uh, you know, that's something I would love to see more people do is just, just start thinking a little bit more about their health. hundred percent. And I, and I think if we, if we peel that back a, a layer, um, you know, we both feel that movement quality is, uh, a, a first step uh, into, uh, making a, a lifestyle change and a, a fitness program and, and whatever the case may be. Um, so, you know, we want to prioritize that because I think people's unspoken desire in starting a fitness plan is they want to feel good. Very few people are going to, um, express it that way. Very few people are going to come in and say, Hey, I want to feel good. People are going to come in and say, Hey, I want to lose weight. Hey, my doctor said I need to do this. Hey, you know, my family is on me for this, you know, blah, 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 blah. They're going to come in with, with a, a variety of different reasons. Um, but I think the unspoken desire or what they really want to get out of it but behind all of that is they want to feel good. Um, and, and that can mean some different things to different people, just as strength can mean different things to different people. Um, but I, I think if, um, if we start with that idea of what's your why, and is is that enemy bigger than your apathy? Mumford and Sons, by the way, is the other uh, band. Is. Uh, really good, really good song, really good band. Um, you know, the, once you've got that right, and now we start talking about the plan, and where I think where you were headed there is, uh, and you know, we can talk about the smart system, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, uh, realistic, and timely. Um, we, we can, we can talk about how you start laying out goals. You know, if we were doing a business, we'd do a SWOT analysis, strength, weaknesses, and opportunities. Um, so, you know, if, if, but we, we don't have to go, you know, that granular realistic. If you're working 10 hours a day, five, six days a week, and you say, I'm going to exercise six days a week and you got a family and kids, Good luck. Uh, you there's a lot of barriers to making that happen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe you do have a nine to five, and you got weekends off, and you've got the family, you've got the kids, you've got you've got obligations, but you can squirrel away a half hour, you know, three, four, five days a week. Um, I don't have a problem with somebody hanging out an ideal 
saying, okay, I'm going to exercise five days a week. Okay, cool. Except the fact that that number is probably going to average out to be three. And there's weeks it's going to be two, zero, one, five, four, and every combination in between. I just wrote about this in the Strong First newsletter. Consistency does not need to look consistent in the short term. It needs to look consistent in the long term. Because what happens with people, and this is where the failure mindset gets people. I've set myself up. I'm going to exercise five days a week. Well, week one, gold star, five days a week. Week two only happens twice. Yeah. Dog got sick, car broke down, um, work got busy, whatever. Week three, three times. Week uh, four, four times. Week five, two times. Okay. So the goal was five but we're, we're scattered. And in the short term, that doesn't look consistent. But when you pull that out over 50 weeks and you average it out to the idea that you actually trained three days a week on average for 50 weeks, isn't that consistency? Like, I think if we change perspective there and we quit thinking, okay, I failed. Ah, my goal was five. I only hit two. God, what a failure. Hang on. Yeah, <laughs> that's one week. There's 50 more to go. And I'm counting. I'm I'm only doing 50 instead of 52 because A, the numbers are easier and uh, B, most people take a week or two off a year uh, anyway. Um, so I think that mindset shift, the the realism to say, OK, here's my plan. This is what it would look like in the ideal. This is what I will accept. And as long as I stay between those two guardrails. Like if you say, okay, I, I want five, but I'll take three. Knowing two is going to happen sometimes. Those guardrails will keep you in the long term consistent. Well, you're building in variability within the consistency template. And that's that's a beautiful thing. Um, and 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 that's and, and I love that analogy, Brett, because I think a lot of people view fit view fitness and health um like scratching a, a lottery ticket and they're like, I did it, versus like a piggy bank where it's like, well, maybe what you need to do is just throw a quarter in every day, right? And and the problem is, is that piggy bank, when you just throw a quarter and you're like, it did nothing. But over the course of a year, you're like, wow, we did a lot. So, you know, don't forget about those little deposits that you make. And, and sometimes those deposits aren't a financial deposit, but sometimes it's a, you know, maybe you're spending a little bit more time or maybe you're a little bit more patient with your kids or whatever else it is. So yes, there are the sort of the days in the math, how many days, how many sessions per week, but progress can be made a little bit differently. And, and yes, Visits to the gym is just one way to measure it, but I think it's really, really important to just again consistency over time. There will you have to build in variability within the consistency. It's actually the same thing with like wave loading and strength training, right? The consistency model is we're going to keep lifting, but the variability allows us to not absolutely smash ourselves. And and I think that's uh, very important for people to truly understand is that. It really is about consistency. Uh, we were doing a podcast, Eric, Eric Degatti and I were doing a podcast with John Berardi and he was, uh, you know, John Berardi is is literally one of the smartest people in the universe. I listened to that guy and I'm like, oh, like it's just <laughs> anyways. And he said something about, you know, it, he was looking at some long-term research and data on, you know, on like fat loss. And they were basically saying like, even the people that were consistent 20% of the time at the end of the year, like lost an average of five to six pounds. And then obviously from there, it just was just from a weight loss standpoint from there, it was, it was, you know, obviously the more consistent 
that people were, the the greater the numbers in in general um, when it came to fat loss. So, I mean, look, I mean, <laughs> the recipe is very, very incredibly simple. It's consistency over time. But we have this thing called a life where we have children and work and you know, jobs and other things and and not unless you're a professional athlete and your job is to exercise and and be in the best shape of your life, it's it's a lot harder to nail down. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about John. Um what a what a fantastic guy and and uh what a what a brilliant guy. Um and and he's running now. Like the heck? He's he's a um, he's a um he's such a I love listening to that. He's one of those guys <laughs> that I just listen to and I, I soak it all in, but then I just I just feel bad about myself because like I'll never, I'll never be there. But no, don't he's feel, a he's a really really bright guy. But um, don't feel bad about yourself. I'll do it for you. I appreciate that, buddy. All right, so look, we got to change gears a little bit. <laughs> so we made the mental decision, Brett. Now, obviously, we all have biases. You know, for what we do, like we've trained with kettlebells a little bit, like kettlebells, uh, barbells, and strength training in general. That's something that um, we all. Um, especially in the strong first community, really, really enjoy. But um, I- I'm going to argue that at the beginning of your journey, consistency is really, really more important than anything else because for a while, anything will work. And I'm not saying you could just do a bunch of dumb things and be like, I'm fit. But if you use some common sense and you put some work in and you pay attention and don't act like a moron, you you might do all right. But at a certain point, those 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 newbie gains and those quick adaptations to a new stimulus are going to fail. They're just not going to happen anymore. And then you're going to have to, you know, put something together that's a little bit more attainable. So I'd love to see people start off doing mobility work and, you know, some power and then some strength training and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, if we're being realistic, just do something, just do something consistently and then add to that. Two or three things there. Number one, and and this is kind of a throwback to what we were talking about. Uh, and Alan, I saw Alan Cosgrove, uh, another uh, brilliant person in the industry, um, talk about this uh, today, actually. Um, th- there can be some pushback on the whole New Year's resolution thing. And, you know, the people that have been exercising for years um, are like, well, that's not going to keep you going. And blah, 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 blah. OK, well, that might be true, but don't don't blame somebody for starting. Don't yeah. blame somebody for trying. And maybe that New Year's resolution is they have a why and they they're going to kick over into a new habit in the in the 60 70 days that they uh need to to, to make it a habit um so we don't want to I, I i'm never i don't want to be negative towards anybody's uh new year's resolution or anything like that and um there's actually a study related to smoking that the greatest determiner of success in smoking is having tried to quit previously it's not yeah. having gotten it right the first time it's having tried and then try again. Well, and, man, if um, that isn't a friggin', <laughs> if that is an analogy for life, I don't know what is. <laughs> right? Mic drop, mic drop. We I can know, stop right? here. Um, but yeah, I, 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 that, um, that mindset of okay, I, I start again. Uh, some somebody else posted like, uh, you know, a, a baby doesn't fall down for the fiftieth time and then go, you know, maybe this walking thing's not for me. <laughs> true yeah i mean and and yeah to that point learning can happen a lot faster than you think too right i mean you'd be yeah. amazed especially if you enjoy it well and exactly to to everything else that you were starting to talk about there that's something that you start doing enjoy it yeah holy man who knew 
Exercise didn't have to be torture. Who knew you could enjoy what you were doing? That you didn't have to listen to the the influencer or the guru or the and I, I hate that gurus become a pejorative, but uh, but yeah, there it is. It's uh, something people use against other people. But um, I, I if you, look kettlebell guy, knuckle dragger. I like being strong. I like throwing around heavier bells. If Zumba is your thing, Zumba. If you like walking, walk. You want to hike, hike. You want to you want to do machine based training? Go do machine machine based training. I do you enjoy it? Are you motivated to go do that because you actually enjoy that time for yourself? Go do that. Um, now I think if you work with a good coach and you dial in some movement quality and you 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 start to appreciate what can happen with a a good kettlebell barbell body weight sort of uh, perspective. I think you can you can take yourself physically you know very far, but um, outside of work, there are very few things that we don't enjoy that we keep doing. Yeah. So that sort of got me thinking, right? So we just talked about obviously you need to enjoy it, and that's that's a really really big part of it. But you know, I, I think that the idea of fun for adults is is kind of silly to them. Like when you and I get together and, you know, we, we, maybe once a year we get to see each other. We have a blast. We just goof around. We're like, you know, uh, a bunch of, bunch of little kids just having fun and, and acting like a bunch of meatheads. But, you know, you, you do have to find a way to, to make it enjoyable. And I'm not saying that, uh, you have to like torture yourself and hate it. And like, you know, David Goggins it, right? Like you don't, you don't have to get to that point, but if you like it and and then all of a sudden you meet people and then you develop this accountability and all of a sudden the individuals that you're spending time with can absolutely change the entire dynamic of, of what you're trying to do. So I, I think it's, again, surrounding yourself with the right community and the right people is super, super important. But, you know, going back to what you're saying about like, whether it's Zumba, yoga, Pilates, you know, if you're doing something that you enjoy, awesome. But also please understand that everything you do has limitations there are certain limitations that you're going to run into based off of whatever exercise selection you have or whatever it is that you like. Like, for example, like yoga is fantastic for the mental side of things, for mobility, for strength. But if you want to develop a really, really solid aerobic base, I don't know if yoga is the best choice. And please don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying yoga is bad at all, but I think a lot of people don't understand that certain exercises and certain modalities are going to result in certain adaptations. And sometimes there's just simply not a carryover, right? Same thing. If you want to get really, really strong running 10 miles a day, it's just, it won't work. So I think you have to understand when you decide to choose something that you enjoy. Awesome. If you're consistent, great, but also just please understand that there are limitations. There are limitations and there's nothing wrong with that. That's why with stuff that we try to do at our gym, and a lot of people that, you know, with what we do with, with personal trainers and fitness, we try to cover a little bit of everything, right? Keep your mobility, try to maintain your movement quality. Balance is obviously super important. Strength, you know, various types of energy system development, coordination, all that stuff. It's very, very important to do. And that just goes down to general physical preparedness. And I think we've lost it. I think people think they need to do the specialized thing where they can't even run a mile. You know what I'm saying? I, I think we've really... Like, I think people feel that they're too good for GPP. Are you down with GPP? Oh, no, not me. Um, sorry. That's, 
that is so stupid but oh, anyways that Sorry. was a layup though that, all right that let's my go brain totally my, got me my, yeah my brain went there um yeah i so and here's the flip side of enjoying what you're doing enjoying what you're doing doesn't mean you're not working hard enjoying what you're doing means you embrace a little bit of the struggle you embrace being a little uncomfortable I enjoy the fact that uh, my kettlebell uh, training pushes me um, a little bit. There, there was I was about halfway through my double double thirty two session today, where I was like, "Huh, this is thoughts. hard. <laughs> <laughs> These things are heavy. Weights are heavy. What am I doing?" Um, but you know, I I I embrace that moment, and I, I, I'm getting ready to start reading the Comfort Crisis, so I'm not going to uh, speak. I can't speak about what's in the book because I haven't read it yet, but the title is on, pretty revealing. Else <laughs> well, the title is pretty revealing. I, I think conceptually we can talk about the fact that we're way too comfortable. And so when I when the, the corner that you turn, I think when you start with something that you enjoy is embracing that little bit of struggle, that discomfort, that work becomes enjoyable because life is going to throw you challenges. Would you rather it be a challenge that you chose or one that life chose for you? Because the ones that life chose are going to is going to choose for you, they're coming anyway. Yeah, you can be prepared for them or not. And uh, I think that uh, you know choosing that challenge, uh, something that you enjoy. Um, I enjoy hiking, and if I was a tad more motivated and in, in that direction, and maybe not so busy. I would set myself up with some goals to to complete some some more demanding hikes, um, and and that would be challenging. You know, there's there's an aspect of that that involves being uncomfortable, uh, hiking some of the the Adirondacks and the the, the forty six. Um, you know, the some of those are really challenging. It's hard. It's enjoyable, and so I think the the corner to turn from starting into something that you enjoy is embracing this idea that there's going to be struggle. There's going to be challenge. It's going to be hard. And there's enjoyment in that. So some people are going to hear that and be like, Brett's a little sick. <laughs> and they're not wrong. But the concept is still true. Uh, embracing that what you enjoy can actually challenge you, push you, embrace the struggle. Um, there's a lot of gold. Uh, on the on the other side of that yeah and, and i think also too is you know if you kind of look at this entire process i think it's important to you know like you had mentioned earlier when it comes to you know the greatest predictor of of, of, sm of quitting smoking is you tried previously right so there's obviously something to be said with that um and and i think when it comes to uh you know your fitness journey don't be so damn hard on yourself if you fall and when I say fall, I'm not saying physically fall, but like you're going to mess up. So like Brett said, you have to build in the mess ups, build in the variability, right? So when it does happen, you go, yeah, it's going to happen sooner or later, right? It's, it's, um, and I forget where I initially heard this, but it was a, you know, some, something that was going around on Instagram and they were talking about professional athletes and they were saying, Hey, if you're a pro athlete, you got to think of your workouts as the rule of thirds. A third of the workouts are going to be awesome. A third are going to be okay. And a third are going to suck. If you know that going into it, that's kind of what it's going to look like. And you have a sucky day. You're like, well, there's the third, right? But here's the cool thing. The chances of 
that happening a second day a row, second day in a row are pretty, pretty small. So um, also when you hit that low day, just understand too, that, you know, it's kind of like a, a bad loss in a sport, right? A lot of the times after that bad loss, the team comes back and murders everybody. So you can, you can take that loss and you can take that quote unquote failure and you can be upset and you could, you know, be hard on yourself and say that you suck and you didn't reach your goals. Or you can say, you know what? I, that's part of life. I was going to miss some days. I had vacation. Life happens. Kids get sick. Dogs get sick. But I kept the hammer down. And like you said, Brett, at the end of the year, you know, if you hit a hundred workouts, it doesn't matter. I mean, yes, it does matter if you did them all in the first two months, but you understand what we're trying to say is if you accumulated those over time, that's not a bad way to look at it. And as long as you're also holding yourself accountable in your head saying, look, yeah, I got to, I got to get it together. I got to make a couple changes. And that's just a big part of it too, is just being brutally realistic with yourself of what you can and cannot do. When I think, uh, you know, there, here we come to the idea that, uh, you know, not to go all toy story on everybody, uh, where Woody says, if you don't have a moving buddy, get one. Well, having a coach, a buddy, uh, a friend that, uh, and I hate to use the term accountable too, but that you can share with um, and you can uh, bounce things off of. Um, it, it's it's going to, if you want to go far, go, go together. If you want to go quickly, go alone. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's an old proverb. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing wrong with, uh, you know, getting a couple of people, uh, involved, even if you're not doing the same thing, you know, have a weekly zoom call, have a, have a weekly whatever, and, and check in and, and say, Hey, here's what I got done this week. And, you know, make sure, make sure it's a community of people that are actually going to be supportive and not be beating you about the head and neck area. Um, but, you know, being able to just share what's going on and, and, and have, support um huge um i'm I, I fully understand that in a lot of ways i'm an anomaly um i've trained on my own for basically 20 plus years um i nobody else when i got started into this nobody else wanted to do it <laughs> so i i've just been training on my own for a long time and and um i've kind of done my thing um you know there needs to be some self-reliance in the end here as well, but having a community and having people that can support you, uh, makes a, a tremendous difference. So I think that's a, that's an aspect to, to maybe key on as a success strategy. Um, and, and a coach. Yeah. If, if you don't do this for a living, I, I don't do my taxes. We had a conversation on a family call here a few days ago where everybody's like, well, I just do my own taxes. I'm like, no way in hell. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't imagine trying I, to do mine. No, I, I, I use it. I use an accountant. Like, Guys, we need I, more crayons quick. <laughs> yeah. Construction <laughs> paper. Um, <laughs> I need another, need another lollipop. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to get a pro in. Uh, to to take care of that, and if you don't do this for a living, and I was talking with uh, another another student, and we come out of our educational system so poorly educated, so poorly prepared to manage our health, it is shocking. Um, I don't know what else to say. You know, the burden is on us after the fact to really educate ourselves on our bodies, 
Um, Bill Bryson wrote a book called uh, the, the body, which, uh, which I need to read. Bill Bryson's one of my favorite authors. Um, so he's, he's got a book out there that, that is probably pretty darn interesting. Um, and, and I think, you know, pursuing education on, on your body and uh, learning and you know, trainers are not always do this people, right? It's, it's, you don't just have to show up and do what you're told. You can actually get educated and learn. Um, I love when students move on and, and say, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm in a good place. I'm moving forward. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. That's, let me, let me know honestly, if you need as a coach. It's, well, it's, it's almost like you're setting them free, right? You, they come to, they come to you for a certain amount of time. It's like, all right, you look like you, you know, that's kind of the whole point of a coach and a mentor, right? Like they, they, they eventually, right. And not, not the point, but a lot of the times, right. They, they want to see you move further, right. They want to see you achieve things. And, and as someone who's coached people, I love when people are able to accomplish things that I was able to be a part of. And that's just pre pretty freaking cool. So, but I mean, you know, I think at the end of the day, right. I mean, you know, it starts with a mental decision. And once you make that mental decision, it starts with having a realistic game plan with built-in variability, right. And built-in, you know, failures, if you will. And, and, and uh, just being really, really brutally honest with your expectations and, and looking at whatever decision you make, look at the reality. If you're like, why am I not losing weight? And you're eating like crap and you're exercising once. Well, that there you have it, right? So I think just be honest with yourself and, and be realistic with the process. But at the end of the day, consistency matters. And that is where we want you to start is just be as consistent as possible. Be realistic with whatever schedule that you uh, put together. Have some people in your life that can hold your hand a little bit and hold you accountable. And, and, and don't forget to have fun because at the end of the day, if you hate it and you really hate it, you're not going to stick with it. So that's all I got for you today. Jones, I need you to end us with the most amazing source of information that will literally change the world in 2024. Go for it. No pressure. Roadhouse rules. Rule number one, expect the unexpected. Never well. Rule number one is actually never underestimate your opponent, and I hate to say it, but you are your opponent when you get into things like this. Life is your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Set up those guardrails. Work within them. Accept the variability, uh, and never underestimate your your opponent. Um, I know me. I've I've done some dumb things. Um, I I know not to underestimate myself. For, for some of the decisions I can make. No, don't um, underestimate how dumb I can be. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, the roadhouse rule number two, never start anything inside. Take it outside. The hell does that have to do with fitness? Community, support, education. Um, when you start stuff inside, yeah, I, again, I know me. Um, and I know where some of my thoughts can go. I sometimes need somebody with an outside perspective to say, hang on, you're, you're headed down that, that bad path, dark path, uh, or just not the right direction. So community support, uh, and number three is be nice until it's be time nice. to not be nice. So you, you want to set up a, a realistic plan. Um, but in the end, if your enemy is bigger than your apathy, you will find a way to succeed. And you will go from being nice to not being nice for a little while because you're going to have to hold yourself accountable at some point. If you never give yourself an out and you always give yourself an out, you're on 
both two two wrong ends of the curve. Um, so be nice. I love it. Love it. To not be nice. Roadhouse rules. Fitness. That's it. Roadhouse world. Twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. All right, um, friends. Well, you get to listen to us ramble one more time. Uh, guys, we appreciate you. We're going to have a fun year. We're going to do a lot of fun things, help a lot of people. We've got some good stuff coming up, but um, just want to say thank you. Um, we appreciate you guys, uh, whether you're listening to the podcast, sharing it with friends, or you know, coming to hang out with us and learn a few things about kettlebell strength training, mobility, you name it. Uh, we appreciate you guys. So um, you know, we, we will see you soon, and we'll see you on the next episode. Hey, everybody. Coach Mike here. Thank you so much for your support. We truly appreciate it. If you could do us a huge favor, please give us a positive review on whatever platform you're listening to. And also, please share this with your friends, colleagues, teammates, and fitness enthusiasts. Thank you again for supporting the Minimum Effective Dose podcast.